Welcome to Damsels in Dialogue, a podcast dedicated to female protagonists in fiction, film, and the stage. Co-hosted by Katie Zutter and Innie Marie Paul. For our inaugural season, we'll be focusing on eight animated heroines from Walt Disney feature films. This episode, we swing into the jungles of Africa, where a woman and her father have come to study the wildlife, and instead find a man in a loincloth living among the apes. We get introduced not only to the famous Tarzan, but the equally as amazing Jane Porter. Talking about Tarzan and Jane today. So excited. So the <laughs> it's a good one. It's a good it's one. So um, good. Just talk about the inspiration for Tarzan. Yes. So this is actually going to be the inspiration of the inspiration. Oh, okay, uh, cool. The inspiration of Tarzan is from the book Tarzan of the Apes mm-hmm. by Edgar Rice Burroughs. It was first published in a magazine in 1912, but then was turned into a book in 1914. Now that's the actual inspiration, but. From what I can find, it's not like super conclusive that he actually did this, but it's like he kind of maybe pretty much you kind of know that he was inspired by an actual event. Really? So, yeah, in 1868, William Milden, the 14th Earl of Dreetham, was shipwrecked off the African jungle coast at 11 years old. Oh. And 15 years later, he was found. Mm hmm. And brought back to society to reclaim his earldom and etc. So he came back at 26. So that actual event sparked all sorts of romantic fantasies. Like, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> that not necessarily written stories, but all sorts of stories about this. Mm-hmm. Oh, this mysterious man who lived like in the, the wild man. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> who happens to be, you know, a wealthy heir to an oh, earldom. happens to be an know. earl. Yes. 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 Oh. So, there, you know, there was a lot of mm-hmm. that. Was, that, that was a big deal. There was a mm-hmm. big deal that went around in that time period. It is pretty understood from what I could find yeah. that he took his inspiration from that story. Okay. That makes sense. That's a great story. I mean, it, oh, yeah. It, it's very interesting that this kid mm-hmm. survived. And mm-hmm. um, I couldn't find a whole bunch on that story itself other mm-hmm. than who he was and everything. Mm-hmm. But also that was a while ago when he was a kid and I, it seemed like yeah. he wasn't super open about it. Like yeah. people were more interested <laughs> about what they thought, like their own personal canons of yeah. what happened. <laughs> Them romanticizing what happened instead of like his right. actual journey into the jungle. Exactly. Yeah. So, so yeah, I thought that was very interesting. I had no idea that that story yeah. existed or was based on any sort of truth. So that was kind of cool. He, he was possibly taken in by apes. It was all mm-hmm. that sort of sort of thing. So then Edgar Rice Burroughs created Tarzan of the Apes, which then inspired roughly 24 sequels. <laughs> of, like, of novels or of like novella yes. no- novels? <laughs> wow. 24 stories. <laughs> That's following. amazing. On top of stories that he okayed, there were stories oh. about Jane that other people had written. It kind of came his own little franchise. Yeah. That's, and know? there's so many movies of it, too. Like, there's just... So- 51. It's 51. 51 movies. It is, fun fact, one of the most <laughs> done stories in Hollywood. It just, yeah, it keeps going. Because it, yeah. it came out in, what, you said 1914? Mm-hmm. Was the novel... Wow. Yeah. People yeah, like it was out of the world in 1912, but yeah, I mean it was nuts. So, <laughs> it just it just blew up. And there's a bunch that we can talk about later. There was a lot of there's been a lot of research done into it. A lot mm-hmm. of people have really done a deep dive into especially the first book, breaking apart things like 
racism and sexuality mm-hmm. and um, all sorts of stuff that scholars have gone into with the story itself. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to mention some brief things about the story yes. that some have to do with Jane, but more just to to see how well Disney kind of connected the story mm-hmm. to its original inspiration. So Tarzan of the Apes, the parents were John and Alice Clayton. Ooh. So they still kept the name. They repurposed okay. the name. Yeah. But they still kept Clayton, which I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah. They kept the time period. However, in the original story, they gave birth to their child on the island. Oh, okay. Instead of saving yeah. him from the fire boat. Yes. Mm-hmm. They gave birth to their son, John Clayton II. A year later, the mom had died. And then later, the dad is killed by Kerchek, which they do keep the name as the King of the Apes is still Kerchek. So his dad is killed by the King of the Apes. Yes. There is no jaguar. There is no panther. Mm. There's no any sort of mm-hmm. cat enemy that... Yeah. Tarzan's Disney appreciates. (laughs) (laughs) And even in the later stuff, they they Mm -hmm. keep bringing some sort of evil cats back. Oh, yeah. Um, But there is not that. They still use Kerchek. They use Kala. That is the ape who takes in Tarzan. And they name him Tarzan, which in ape language means white skin. Oh, that's less romantic than I was hoping it would be. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah so it's still they they use a lot of the same names is she jane even, she's still huh? jane in the original novel correct? oh yeah she's okay. still jane porter okay <laughs> absolutely actually kruchek is killed before you even meet jane tarzan becomes the king of the apes before jane is even introduced wow. um that's because i mean the first story mm-hmm. in this very long series yes um is very much about tarzan it is very yeah. much tarzan of the apes and his story and actually later in later stories that's when Jane becomes much more important and they are then a team. Okay. But in the beginning, it is very much Tarzan. Mm-hmm. So, which I mean, that he's a protagonist of the book, so you can't yeah. like, be yeah. mad at it. Yeah. But Kala also never meets Jane Porter. Really? Kala is killed before Jane is introduced. Oof. Yeah. And years later, after all of this craziness has happened, he's only 21. He's only okay. 21 when he finds new marooned folk, including Jane Porter who is 19 in the story, huh. uh, and he's 21, and his cousin, who he doesn't know. Wait, his William, cousin is in the book? Yep, okay. William Clayton, but they don't know because they don't know that they're related. Okay. So, and William Clayton has taken over the estate. He is now the Earl. Okay, or so whatever it's not they, as if they've come to find him. In no, the, they did not come to find okay. him. Okay, okay. They have no idea who, he, who the other is. Okay. So that's when you meet Jane. And Tarzan saves Jane. She is very much damsel in distress mm. in this first book. Very yeah. much damsel in distress. But something interesting that I wanted to touch on, while he's saving somebody else, another person who was also marooned, th- there was a whole group of people who were marooned. Okay. It wasn't just a couple. It was it was a, a boat of people. He went to save somebody else, a, a gentleman Paul Darnot. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. A little French there, yeah. Um, yes, he is a French naval officer. Oh. Uh, and while he's sa- rescuing this gentleman, the rest of the group is saved. They are picked up on a boat and brought back. Okay. After they return and everybody's gone, Darnot says, you know, you saved me. Uh, I will bring you back, teach you the ways of our culture and help mm-hmm. you reconnect with Jane. Oh. Which they do. He goes back with this gentleman. He helps him learn English because he could read English at the time, but could not speak it. Mm-hmm. Like does does the whole nine yards. Finds her in Wisconsin, USA. She's American in the she, novel. 
Yes, she was found in Wisconsin, USA, where he then rescues her from a fire because she's still a damsel in distress. And oh no, she's also engaged to surprise his cousin, William Clayton. Wait a minute, wait a minute. So Tarzan leaves the jungle. Yes. Goes to America and meets Jane. Well, first goes with this French naval officer. Okay. And lives there for a bit to, to learn, learn the language. And then they he helps him find Jane, who has since moved to Wisconsin. Because what a place to live the- when you've been all <laughs> over the world. <laughs> There's a big leap Disney made where the whole thing's in the jungle. Not really. Really? We'll get there, though. Oh, okay. We'll get there. We'll okay. Get there. So, I mean, okay, so then... I love uh, it already. I'm so excited. (laughs) So she's engaged to William Clayton, and something that I wanted to bring up, which I think attunes to how great Tarzan is Mm -hmm. and how great Jane becomes, is during this finding Jane and discovering that she's engaged and everything, Tarzan discovers that he is actually the Clayton heir. He Mm -hmm. is the rightful Clayton heir, and he could at any point take that Mm. and take it from William, and he chooses not to. The book ends with him choosing to save Jane's happiness, to not take over the earldom. He conceals it and lets them live their happy life so that Jane can be happy because he cares about her so much. That was something that I thought was very interesting. Yeah. Um, And later, they do get married. They do get married. They have a son named Korak. And I believe, I should have looked into this more, but I'm pretty sure they go back to the jungle at some point and they they definitely do more. They don't just settle in Wisconsin. Jane and Tarzan have a son. Okay. Jane and Tarzan, they end up getting married. So I'm so sorry, podcast. I (laughs) love you so much, but I'm not 25 Tarzan novels in yet. yet. Uh, (laughs) So, and very much in the books from what I saw in in descriptions is Jane Porter starts off as the damsel in distress. She starts off as this very uh, meek and beautiful girl, which is very eye-opening for him. He has never seen a woman before. Mm -hmm. And for it to be this sweet, kind damsel, Mm -hmm. he is very taken with her. But as the stories progress, she gets more agency and she Mm -hmm. gets to the point where she is very well educated about her surroundings and things. She also is able to handle herself in the jungle. Nice. So there's all these things where she does grow mm-hmm. a lot over the course of these books. That's just nice. like Tarzan goes on his own adventures, but for mm-hmm. the most part, he kind of stays, he has the same kind himbo energy the yes. whole time. Yes. Whereas Jane really has a full arc, which is very cool. That's surprising for that time period of writing because, I mean, yes. that is the Victorian era into the Edwardian era that would have been really popular to have damsels in distress oh, yeah. on everything. So right. that's the fact that he gives her any kind of arc at all or growth. That's that's pretty, pretty awesome. Right. I thought that was very interesting. So I, what I could see is that Disney did it as a whole. They looked through it. They really wanted to make so slowly easing our way into inspirations that Disney specifically took to make her character mm-hmm. is they took that more overall arc of her character Mm-hmm. And put that into the movie as opposed to just what the first was. Also, fun fact about yes. uh, this animated feature is that the author, Edgar, always wanted Tarzan to be animated. He did? Because yes, he would have was- known Disney when they started in the 30s. So that would have been... Right. I don't know if he talked about Disney specifically, but as early as 1938, 
he was saying that Tarzan would be best suited as an animated film. Mm -hmm. So it actually fulfilled this lifelong dream of this. That's this gentleman and his grandson watched it and was like, yeah, he'd be proud. This is so well done. (laughs) That's so so that's yeah. so amazing and it's true and we'll talk a little bit about it when we get into like the in the movie itself but i agree mm-hmm. that it is done the best because yeah, of what it, they can do right right no they they mm-hmm. did a they did a fantastic job and with the the movie itself um mm-hmm. and how they got the inspiration they got her personality from the overall arc and they also wanted to add some jane goodall oh yeah, uh, yeah. into there as well to make her very intelligent and um Diane Fossey So both of them Mm -hmm. were women who uh, lived with apes and learned Mm -hmm. about them. And so they really wanted this well-rounded, intelligent character. But something that was interesting is as they were drawing her, they obviously had her her personality down pat. They're like this, Mm -hmm. this intelligent, strong woman. But the early sketches of her, and if you look them up, they're very bland. Yeah. She's in some things, she looks very, very nerdy and bookish. Mm-hmm. Some she's not very attractive. Mm-hmm. Some she just looks plain. She looks very yeah. plain. And they were really having a hard time with trying to get this look because they were like, ah, we have this strong woman and we can't figure out what she looks like. So yeah. they changed her hair color. They did all sorts of things to try mm-hmm. and and remedy this. And they just couldn't until they watched Mini Driver mm-hmm. oh, and love her. watching her. Oh my gosh, yeah! And she did her research. In mm-hmm. I also movie surfers for the win, guys. <laughs> Watch that episode. <laughs> they talked about Tarzan, mm-hmm. um, and they interviewed her, and she she referenced the silverbacks and everything. Like mm-hmm. she definitely dove into this character and her animating supervisor. Oh, that was Ken Duncan, like Meg. Yes, the same. Yes, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. He loved it. He sat mm-hmm. in and watched her and was like wow she is she is so incredibly expressive in her face Mm -hmm. that they gave this person with the knowledge and the confidence of Mm -hmm. the jane goodall but gave her that wide eye wonder that Mm -hmm. would really uh, really relate to with children and give that excitement everybody has seen somebody talk about something they love Mm -hmm. and the way their eyes light up and the way they're so excited and even if you don't really understand what they're talking about you are still engaged like you're still like i am with you because they love Mm -hmm. it so much and that's kind of what she brought to jane Mm -hmm. as a character which then inspired her entire look and facial features. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, I watched uh, an interview at the D23 Expo that they did with the 20th anniversary, I think. And Ken Duncan mm-hmm. spoke and he said one, it was one of his favorite characters he's ever done. And that mini oh, did break great. it completely open because it was like this stiff British character. And then like, oh, she can be funny. And then that yeah. just opens up a whole, and she's hysterical in this film. And it really, oh, yeah. he, he was, like you said, he studied her poses when she was doing that. So he started sketch. Mm-hmm. he showed sketches of her in funny poses. Oh, she that, thought that was great. She yes, loved it. She, she was like, it was so cool to watch somebody sketch her face yes. <laughs> while she was talking. And he said he used her face shape. Like he used Minnie mm-hmm. Driver's face shape to start the new version that became Jane. I thought that was so cool. And that oh, yeah. uh, his wife was the cleanup artist on Jane so that the actual lines you see in the movie were from his wife is just really cool. The whole family affair. <laughs> oh, it's just great. And something mm-hmm. to attest to him mm-hmm. and Minnie both mm-hmm. is that the scene where, where Jane comes out of the forest, she's like, Daddy, <laughs> Daddy, Daddy, I have to tell you a story. Yeah. And there was this monkey and he took my boot. Oh, that whole mm-hmm. montage was improvised. Of course it was. So she improvised the whole thing, which, you know, was, was tough for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ken Duncan took it and did it. 
And it actually took seven weeks for him to animate that one scene mm-hmm. and took 73 feet of film. Well, when you think about it, because I love that sequence. So I've oh, seen it great. multiple times, but it's one shot. Like yep. she is moving in one background yes. for the Se- entire thing. Feet of one sh- or 73 yeah. feet of that shot. Yeah. <laughs> like that's, that's such a long period for an animator to have in one shot that I it can't. It is even... one of the longest animated scenes in history. Mm-hmm. It's so, <laughs> Up until that point, at least. It's so crazy because it is really, it feels only like a couple minutes. But when you think about just really how long. Yeah. Like that's a whole, <laughs> that's a, a, yeah. a one shot that he probably had so much fun doing and it's one of my favorite mm-hmm. character building moments because it's her just trying to summarize a really weird day <laughs> right her and her father it's, yeah it's a really I, I something i really enjoy about this story that you don't get in mm-hmm. other disney films is a really strong familial relationship yeah they are even at the end of that long exhausting scene clayton's like do you understand what she's saying and he's like absolutely not carry on dear like he is so they so supportive and they're both so insanely supportive of each other just crawled around you know pretending to be apes on the ground i mean i mean they're amazing (laughs) unconditionally love and support each other yep and never question each other and i i love that as a relationship for our female protagonist, because you don't mm-hmm. get to see that very often. It is it is really nice for her yeah. character to have that. You typically um, have the daughter who's fighting her father on something. It doesn't yes. have they can still have love and then not be, you know, mm-hmm. malicious or anything, but that it's usually telling them they can't do something and they do it anyway. Right. They're fighting their father or they don't have any parents. Or they don't have you know, any one parents. Of the two. Yeah, it's really those <laughs> are the two plot lines. Those are your options. <laughs> <laughs> So so this was really great. This was really, really fantastic. And a quote from uh, Minnie Driver that I really enjoyed from this movie Surfers was that she was very fun and almost forgets she's a girl, mm-hmm. which is almost impossible in the Victorian era. Yes. And I thought that was very, very accurate. And I mm-hmm. think that stems from her and her father being so close. Her dad does not make her mm-hmm. ever be something that she doesn't want to be. And that is yep. really fantastic because since they've grown up together, there is no hierarchy in that family relationship. Yeah. They are both equals. Oh, yeah. 100%. Which I think really help build her as a very strong woman who forgets she's a woman because she's never... It's never about that. Needed to be, no. <laughs> this movie is never about that. Even Clayton doesn't treat her any differently. She's just an explorer. <laughs> You know, he doesn't belittle right. her. He thinks she's weird. Yeah. But he thinks both Does, of them are like weird. It. He just like mm-hmm. stares at them making He does talk down noises. to them a bunch though. Well, he yeah. Does, that's his yeah. character. But it's to hit her father mm-hmm. too. So it's not. Right. To both of them. It's and not Tarzan. To, yeah. It's he's just yeah. a full of itself mm-hmm. villain. Oh, yes. He has his own, his own motives. He is. <laughs> um, Clayton never interrupts her no, during that huge montage. But they're, they're, the comments between the men during her, her <laughs> daddy took my boot scene is like, oh, those are the ones I bought for you. Like going back. And right. Like, he's just so committed. He is like absolutely, he's in it. The dad is in it. He knows what's happening. And Clayton is so thrown, but uh, also can't interrupt because she is so compelling. Yep. He doesn't understand what she's saying. No, he doesn't not get at all. it. Ugh. He doesn't care. But it's it's pulled enough that it's not worth interrupting yeah. for him, which was very cool. And then moving fully into the Tarzan itself. Yes. Um, well, actually, was there any other lead up about Jane stuff that you wanted to mention? We can talk about Deep Canvas a little more in the after hours. But as an overview, Deep mm-hmm. Canvas was a software created for this movie. So this was the first time Disney 
literally made the software to do 3D yes. shots and mix 3D environments specifically with Otherwise, with Tarzan drawing. would have skated right off the page, as Glenn right? Keane yes. said. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> it, it really made us feel like you're in the jungle. And I can kind of talk about how it actually works in the after hours because it's really fascinating. Yeah. But it was this amazing new software. And it really and that's actually going back to our last episode, Atlantis took it and pushed it way, way forward into Mm -hmm. new technologies and things. But this was the beginning of that mixture. And I think it was done really, really well. And you can see it. It's fun as a side story to see all the CGI growing and the technology growing. But anyway, as you were saying. (laughs) With Jane, you can see it in the shot where she stands up to see all of the gorillas and the, the camera twirls around her. So that was one of the environments created because you can't do a 3D <laughs> circular shot like that with no. backgrounds. You'd have to paint every single frame right. as a background. And that's just not how 2D typically is done. That's a lot of extra painting. Uh, <laughs> so, But that's one of the shots I remember with her that it was involved in because usually it was used with Tarzan skating through the jungle and it is skating. Yes. Because it, it's the 90s. Skateboarding. Skateboarding. Sk- it's skateboarding. It is It is yep. Tony Hawk. <laughs> it is. And that's what, yeah, Glenn Keane's son loved skateboarding. And so he was, mm-hmm. so you really get that feel. But it feels like the jungle version. So you're never like, oh, mm-hmm. he is skateboarding. It's, oh, he no. is tree boarding. <laughs> he is <Yes>. tree surfing. <laughs> which is really, really cool. And there's a lot of stuff with the music and mm-hmm. the characters and Glenn Keane and Tarzan, but we'll we'll get into that later. Let's talk about Jane. Jane. So this so movie something... came out in 1999, correct? Yes. Yep. And I wanted to mention something about the beginning before we get into the actual one, because mm-hmm. there was an alternate beginning. <gasps> I love alternate beginnings. We had a fun one last episode. Yeah. The alternate beginning actually aligned more with the book. Oh. Than the actual beginning does. In the alternate beginning, which you can watch on Disney Plus. Oh, cool. It is in the extras of Disney Plus, so you can watch this. It's a sketch. It's very cool. I see why they didn't include it. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that right now. So, <laughs> so to relate to the book is it opens and you see their treehouse that they've had, that they built, and it's just the father. Okay. The mother is gone. It okay. is implied that the mother has died. So you already have that, okay, you have a newborn baby mother is already gone, much like the book. Mm-hmm. And then the father is killed. So that it much more aligns with the book. Two things that I think are the reason why they didn't keep it is one, there is a music box that he opens mm-hmm. to uh, see a picture of his wife and caress it. And that's kind yeah. of the like, ah, she's passed mm. kind of moment. And it's the da, 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 da. Yeah. Yeah. So which is which is very sweet. But I'm like, okay, I see that that moment they maybe wanted to introduce that song for mm-hmm. Kala, which does make it very important. And we love that. But the the more morbid part of it is the final shot of this scene is, you know, you have the battle Mm-hmm. of the, the little jump cuts of the, the tiger like Rah! Yeah. and then the flash of lightning and then which is <laughs> yeah. very you know how it happens in the in the original or rather in the uh, the finished final version mm-hmm. but in this original the final shot is the father he ha- it's his arm is out there's the picture of the family his arm is laying in his own blood mm. and you see his arm pulled out of shot oh with oh. the blood dragging under his knuckles. Oh, and this this goes dark, but that's another it's, level. That's too. That's really. And baby's yeah. still in his in mm. in his little little carrier. So Ooh. I see why they changed it. Yeah, that's a little. That's you dark. Know? And I thought they were dark enough with the blood when you see his parents dead when Kala comes in, which is a whole other thing. And then the ending, which I'm sure we'll talk about. But that 
you know, with the shadow. Mm. Mm-hmm. So they, yeah, this was mm-hmm. that was way that was. Mm. I think they were like this. We have gone too far. Yeah, this <laughs> this is too much. <laughs> yes. But so I just wanted to. In the first like seven minutes of this film, the baby gorilla dies. The parents mm-hmm. die, and yeah, then you have a, a near death experience with the baby Tarzan and caught like right, right. Seven minutes of this film, mm-hmm. it's insane. I actually stopped and I went, "How many minutes are we in on this?" Because so much has <laughs> happened. It's so yeah. good. It's and they get a whole backstory in the mm-hmm. flashes between the two families are beautifully done. Yeah, it's it's a pretty killer opening. So I'm glad they went with a slightly less yes. <laughs> morbid, a little scary. But that was something that called back to the original story, which was interesting. And something that we've kind of noticed, and this is kind of on our fault, because we're picking women who are not the main characters in the story. It's like, oh, halfway through the movie. Exactly. Halfway through the movie. (laughs) Now we get to change. Yes. So So much uh, happens. Do you you want to talk about how we meet meet Jane? (gasps) Yes. Because this, this is... Her entrance is brilliant because it just completely introduces her as a comedic character. And you don't, before this, you don't really get a comedic character. And comedy is different than sassy because you have Meg mm-hmm. before this, but everyone else is very, a very princessy or the stereotypical kind and gentle. And she is all those things, but she just is in the jungle. Her hat's all sideways she's trying to push her way through bamboo gets flung back like she's this very (laughs) awkward woman and you already get the contrast of her being in a bustle and Mm -hmm. in the middle of the jungle so you have this like corset horrible clothing beautiful but horrible to wear in the jungle oh it's africa so you already get this really humorous contrast Uh, I i will say that ken duncan said that the hat was horrible to animate it was just a pain <laughs> to animate in this movie. And he did talk a lot about her clothing transition. Mm-hmm. So this is, this is kind of an overall thought, but they really did a wonderful job telling her story through her clothing because she starts in that corset and bustle. And then mm-hmm. immediately after meeting Tarzan, she's in a button up shirt and skirt. And then the first time Tarzan takes her into the jungle with the birds She's in a tank top and wrap skirt. So you see her slowly become more influenced by the jungle and let free. Yeah. Uh, and her hair comes, you know, like it's you see her entire look actually morph her arc, which is just right. really good storytelling. And I love that they call to it at the beginning because mm-hmm. and you notice it more when you meet her friends in a, a different setting. But her hair is not perfect. Mm-hmm. Even when it's up in the updo, she has big chunks hanging down by her face. Mm-hmm. So you you already, when you meet her, it's like, okay, she's in this, she's doing her best to be prim and proper, but yeah. that's not really, that's not really where she is most comfortable. So yeah. I loved that arc. Yeah. Visually, it, it was really cool. It's really well done. And so you get the immediate introduction to her as being a comedic woman. Who's still very proper and but is oh very intelligent is, all those things she has a a reality to her of the situation almost similar so she gets introduced gets flung back by bamboo is a beautiful sketch artist which we figure out right away yeah. she just sketched that <laughs> baby bam uh, baboon in like two seconds <laughs> it's beautiful uh, so we already know that she's talented she has an intelligence to her that she's adventurous because she's in the jungle with her father. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then we have her talking to 
the little monkey baboon uh like tricking it to get <laughs> tricky like a person she completely humanizes the uh mm-hmm. animals in the way that we already have in the movie but mm-hmm. she never gets to hear them talk which is really cool so yeah. there's that reality too but she treats this little little guy like a child, tricks it, it cries, and then tries to reason with the parents, and does yeah. become a damsel in distress. Oh yes, but in a, she's in the jungle. Like is, I never yeah, she's felt. Her element. I never felt like it was. Oh, I I have no strength. I'm not a capable or resourceful person. It was just a right. reality of being chased by a herd of baboons in the yeah, mo- yeah. in the jungle. Like, <laughs> so she has an entire scene of screaming starts flying i love that she believes that she's flying for a hot second before she sees i'm I'm flying and then sees tarzan (laughs) screams again because there's a guy in the tiniest outfit we i thought hercules was bad but the tiniest outfit in a disney movie ever it's completely legitimate and she does knock Mm -hmm. a whole bunch out with her umbrella so you have that fun resourcefulness and this comedic chase scene it's Mm -hmm. hysterical and it's so dramatic at the same time and it's just a great introduction to who she is (laughs) all in one that she is resourceful but she is uh responding to the reality right happening and you do get the damsel in distress aspect but in a very Mm -hmm. modern way in a very yes I would scream. I'm a resourceful human Uh, being but I (laughs) wouldn't know what to do with that so you just you really get the element of her being out of her Comfort right. zone. Be- being in distress, I don't think is a negative thing. Yeah. Um, especially like in cases where we know in other situations, mm-hmm. Tarzan's in distress and she helps. And, and same with the father. There's times where she's in distress and father helps him, her yeah. and she helps father. And like it's it, the distress is fine. I think it's how the stereotype of the damsel in distress. Yeah. I like that this they flipped it. A yeah. Little, and they still let nice. her be like Meg was very against it when like so mm-hmm. you had the sassy lines of like I'm a damsel in distress. I can handle it. But this one you allow right. her to do it, and you do allow yes. Tarzan to be this like heroic right. romantic character. But and it's then, so nice. Yeah, it's a she's nice, allowed yeah. to be feminine. He's allowed to be masculine. Mm-hmm. And then she has she has this moment that reminded me of Flynn. With the hair glow when she's like, I'm in a tree with a man who talks to monkeys and tries yeah. to escape away. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it's like her hair glows. I'm like, it's that real reaction yes. to the the magic of this world. Right, right. <laughs> it's just so endearing. I love oh. it so much. I love her her agency when you meet him as well. And mm-hmm. and we will talk definitely a lot about Tarzan, a lot more about him in the yeah. after hours. Mm-hmm. I think he, this is a great family unit that it becomes. I think yeah. the family unit of Tarzan and her father and her mm-hmm. are just a just a phenomenal support. Mm-hmm. And I think how close her father and her relationship is and how she bringing back to to Minnie's comment about how she forgets she's a a woman. Mhm. I think that really harks to when she is, um, and really shows rather, when she is first interacting with Tarzan. And Tarzan is truly just being interested, and, and not an inappropriate interested, a curious. Yeah. He's like, I have never seen something like you before, where yeah. he like pulls off the glove to see the hands and, oh, and yes. like smelling her and everything. He it's it's very much like a dog taking in his surroundings. Like you it know, is. It's it, it's yeah. very logical. And going off of to to get to Jane mm-hmm. is that she has so much agency. In the, traditionally in the Victorian era, you, not would, at all. you would mm. not be doing that kind of stuff to a man, but she almost has that more male ideology mm-hmm. when she 
pushes him away multiple times. She kicks him in the face. She just straight up kicks him in the face when he... And that's what, if you look at what actions happen, so he tries to lift up her dress Mm -hmm. and she kicks him in the face. He doesn't try to do that again. But what makes it less creepy, because there still is an aspect of he's, you know, touching her feet and he's like Mm -hmm. coming up to her and he does put his head on her chest. His intentions. You totally see why she's feeling uncomfortable. Oh, I would be (laughs) terrified. (laughs) So like her, her like trying to be like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Is completely legitimate. And I can't imagine how terrified I would be if there's this random guy wearing a loincloth, which is also not appropriate. Huge guy. Huge guy in loincloth. gentleman. (laughs) Flung around the... Jungle on vines, and it's now like touching it because you know she's backed up against a tree. So that is a terrifying situation. What makes it less creepy for the viewer is that you know that Tarzan has absolutely no idea what is happening or who she is and is just discovering that there's another person like him. So there's nothing sexual about it. There's nothing even romanticized in that scene because it is very comedic and she does Mm -hmm. kick him in the face and tell him, like, stay back, personal boundaries. And he doesn't listen. So that's one thing. But he also doesn't understand what she's saying. So, you know, there's that balance that in our time period, I could see how some people might try and pick it apart as something that is Mm -hmm. weird. But I think the what saves it is his intention Well, also how she reacts to it. Yeah. She doesn't become a damsel in distress and Mm -hmm. let him do whatever she wants to her. She, regardless of intentions, she she very much states the boundaries immediately of what what she said is okay and not okay. And very comedically. But he grabs her face and puts like, listens to, and we know that it's the heartbeat thing. So it's so sweet. But the reality of her like, listening to his heart like oh very nice like i don't <laughs> okay right <laughs> so, right, it's, it's right. Like, but her, for her yeah. to have that agency to be able to be like no to kick is, him in the is, face is very strong to tell him no very strong. yeah Elba goes to slap him when he grabs mm-hmm. it yeah, she says how dare you and then stops and then that's when the beautiful hand moment happens yeah he he stops her for that like she yeah. definitely was fully committed to hit him yeah <laughs> yep. and which then, is also fine too i i think that's really cool and very yeah. very modern for yes. that time period yeah it definitely didn't feel like a victorian woman no. it felt like a modern woman and there's a lot of female ex- not a lot there was a few female explorers in that time period too, which was really fascinating. And it's really cool because they were breaking the mold. And yeah, he was writing, if he released it in 1914, this would have been during the, so he would have been writing, it was 1912. Yeah. He would have been writing during the woman's suffragette movement. Yeah. And is he an English writer, but he put her as an American? He was born in Chicago. Really? Yep. He lived in Oak Park. And then traveled all over the United States. That's cool. Um, yeah. Okay. So it would have been during the American suffragette movement is when he was writing, mm-hmm. which is really kind of cool and fascinating. But she starts having this agency too when she tries to escape the tree after yes. when he's talking to the baboon trying to get the thing back and then takes the sketch and gives her. She's like, <laughs> I'm looking up here. <laughs> yeah, I can do this. I can do this. <laughs> it's right. like stuck between the two, probably 30 feet up in the air. <laughs> trying to Mm -hmm. escape like that's bold i don't yeah (laughs) yes oh my gosh yeah and i i love that you you love that for her and Mm -hmm. you feel i think she's such a great role model to kids Mm -hmm. because she is so willing to just take matters into her own hands and just try yeah she may not always succeed no but she does try and i think that's that is really cool for people Mm -hmm. to 
to look up to. Because even like mm-hmm. Clayton, who is a very masculine madman in this, does not try mm-hmm. at all for anything. He's like, I am here for one thing and you can cannot tell me otherwise. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And the the romance in this is so innocent. You really see them yeah. growing. And that's the Strangers Like Me montage is just I jumped a little bit, but it's so oh you're fine. That's beautiful it's because you see you see them both. You see, her attraction starts when she's drawing on the blackboard, right? And, and that's something new too yeah. is that you see she she falls in love with him first mm-hmm. and knows. I mean, they both fall in love with each other, yeah. But she knows what it is. She yeah. understands what is happening, mm-hmm. and he doesn't. So. Yeah. It's also making her incredibly modern. And in in this, she is, I think Disney made her older. I think so, too. But that was interesting, too. Anyway, mm-hmm. continuing with their innocent romance. It's a very <laughs> innocent And you see him start to have those feelings during the Strangers Like Me montage. And they synced up the lyrics just so beautifully with these this amazing album. I think he says the growing need to be beside her in it. And that's when you have Tarzan being forced to look at a picture, but his eyes are like on her. And so you see his mm. start, but he doesn't really understand it. And the most beautiful yeah. part that I never realized happened was when they tangle up in the vines because she's learning how to swing because he's teaching yeah. her stuff she's teaching him stuff you see tarzan experience things that is beautiful right. so there's no there's no tension at all no but no you see her kind of falling for him when they tangle up in the vines and she goes like red like she starts blushing she fully understands what's she happening fully right here. blushes when they wind <laughs> up and he i actually watched him this time i've watched it so many times but yeah <laughs> he looked at her like what is that expression like he had this question yeah. on his face because he didn't understand why she was bashful and i'm like right. well that's just <laughs> absolutely charming because he's so confident in yeah. a lot of his choices so yeah. He, he he yeah i i love that mm-hmm. it's so beautiful oh, I, I did just just a quick google yes, jane yes. is in her early 20s and okay. tarzan is 18 that's what i thought he was version. 18 which is so young mm-hmm. and he they did try to find a man's voice for this movie that is something that yes. they talked about in the d23 expos they wanted Instead of like Hercules and some of the past heroes and Aladdin have sounded really young, they wanted a man's voice. That's really interesting that they made him 18. Mm-hmm. And younger than her, which yeah. is, it does show that she is more mature, but also she's more worldly because she's been around. She, yeah. She's she's grown up with this father teaching her everything. <laughs> everything. Like yeah. he's so knowledgeable. Yeah. And quirky and fun. And you can see where he's allowed her mm-hmm. to truly explore mm-hmm. life and go with her. Yeah. It makes the joke, Daddy, stop it. When he's like, should I leave you alone with a blackboard for a moment? Like that. that yes. It feels like an adult <laughs> parent relationship. Yeah. Which yeah. is really nice. <laughs> They've gotten past the point of I need to parent you. And they're now like slowly get there to that point where they can be friends. Yeah. Which does, I feel like, happen later in your 20s. Mm-hmm. When, you can make uh, those more adult jokes. Like, it's not about like, oh, he's mm-hmm. cute. Mm, should I leave you alone? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is like, uh, uh, so good. It's great. It's mm-hmm. great. I just, it's, I keep bringing up the dad, but I think mm-hmm. it's so important to have those strong family ties. And it was so great to see, mm-hmm. to see that because it really helps Jane be this strong, independent woman. And she's allowed mm-hmm. to grow and thrive and have these moments where she forgets she's a woman. Yeah. She's just like, a person. Awesome. What a concept. <laughs> she's just right. a person uh-huh. in the jungle. And still feminine. Yes. I think that's cool too, is that yeah. she's still given 
the the femininity of her talking about things mm-hmm. that she did in in England when she's teaching Tarzan things and her and them insisting on having their tea yeah. in their fancy teacups and everything like it's they still <laughs> you know like <laughs> yeah i loved oh, when great. uh this was right before Tarzan and her have this montage and everything but before she even recaps is when she and Tarzan return to the camp and the whole place is trashed you know, because you have the, the song put in strictly for children, which is trashing, which I love. But actually, it was put in because Rosie O'Donnell, in her contract, required a song. She I was going to say that in the after hours, but surprise, That's it is. a great fun fact. I'm sorry it's for this, but no, it's great. Everyone should know that. <laughs> that she, yeah. she, her and Glenn Close are the only people who sing in this. Mm-hmm. But they trash the camp mm-hmm. and she comes back, is not mad at all no. and just jaw dropped like she's drawn with her jaw dropped looking at turk and yeah. it's so beautiful almost gets killed again like her deck. <laughs> and then has her beautiful thing and then you get the the montage of them falling in love he tries to bring her flowers it's yeah. just oh, that's so sweet it, and what's such a bummer in this film is uh it unfortunately does not pass the Bechtel test mm-hmm. in traditional terms mm-hmm. because there are no other human women for her to speak to. Yeah. However, I did want to touch on the female relationships mm-hmm. in this because you also have Kala, who's incredibly mm-hmm. she is so strong yes. to stand up to Kurt. Doesn't flinch. When literally everyone yeah. is telling her to like not. Yeah. And she's like, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. And you can tell that his whole life, she's been fighting Kerchik mm-hmm. to keep Tarzan. Mm-hmm. Like his whole life. Yep. That relationship is so cool. And what mm-hmm. it really lends to when she is introduced to Jane. And she's scared at first, yeah. understandably so. But she is one of the first to come around. He and introduces Jane to his mom. Yeah. It's, so it's, sweet. it's such a sweet moment. And it's so beautiful when... You know, Kala does understand how important Jane is mm-hmm. and kind of s- sees Jane for who she is mm-hmm. way before anybody else does. Mm-hmm. And so it makes that moment where Jane goes and saves Kala later yes. really, really powerful because mm-hmm. you're like, these are two women who at this point, this was not the turning point for them. Mm-hmm. They already understood each other and knew how important mm-hmm. they were to this man they both loved. Yeah. And so I, I thought that was very cool. So their relationship is beautiful. I think Kala is a very well done character as well. Mm-hmm. And going to the friend. Turk. Um, yeah. Turk is never jealous oh, of yeah. Jane. And that is something that is very refreshing. You do not see that very often. Many mm-hmm. movies past, any female Mm-hmm. friend or even not female friend in Pegasus mm-hmm. like they are incredibly jealous of this new woman yeah. Yeah. whereas Turk is more like oh, this is kind of dangerous this not is a good weird. idea what are you doing like, and is more <laughs> upset that Tarzan the, the, you have the Tarzan's not spending time with them aspect but also yes, I spent yes. most of my life well when I was a kid thinking that Turk was a guy because it's played oh, so androgynous. And I completely forgot that, that he was played by Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah. I had no idea. It was, I told Josh and he was like, yeah, no, that was like a big thing. Like that was a big <laughs> deal. Like everyone was really. And then when I looked it up, I'm like, oh, yeah, they like based Turk's look and hair off of Rosie O'Donnell. Yeah. I'm like, well, I'm I'm a fool. But yep. yes, I agree. I also thought that Turk was. I boy. did. And then I when I re-listened to it, they say Turkina, I think is her, her full name in it. Yeah. But you also have they, a. A male-female friendship that is 
so platonic just oh, like so platonic. <laughs> even if it's in it, like different species like there's just nothing yeah. but and there is never a question between the two that they are yeah just, like it is just so like platonic. annoying siblings like they're really siblings yeah. in it which is really fun and knowing that it, it's also a female character played very androgynous because i thought it was a guy for most of it and mm-hmm. then when you realize it's a girl very tomboyish which yeah. is cool. Oh, she's um, so fun. Tur- Turk is a blast. Yeah. You love Turk. You have the wonderful son-mother relationship in it with Kala and Tarzan. Mm-hmm. And uh, it has some great messages about family in there. And then the the whole harem's relationship with Tur- Tarzan and Turk going in and wrestling around. Like, you ha- do have female relationships in it. It's just not yeah. human. And mm-hmm. Jane can't talk to them, so you can't even claim no. that she can talk to them. I know, and it's so tough, but the, but you know there's moments. Yeah. So it's tough that it pa- it does not pass the Bechdel test, mm-hmm. but you do see those moments mm-hmm. of in connection. the first movie yeah. of connection and understanding. And I really love mm-hmm. how the female relationships are portrayed, even though they cannot speak to each other, which mm-hmm. in Tarzan and Jane, yes. if you don't mind moving on to that, yes. it's all flipped on its head because she can just understand everything Turk says all the time. Yep, all the time. <laughs> she just learns, she speaks fluent ape. Yes. Right before we jump completely to oh, Tarzan yes, and Jane. I there's a couple other moments of Jane agency that fights against damsels in distress and she rushes the shotgun when Clayton goes to shoot Tarzan when he first pops in and she's like see he's here he's real and then just rushes the shotgun and pushes it away as it's firing so she knows exactly (laughs) the dangers yeah of of that of what it means Which to rush a shotgun like she does it a couple yeah. times she also tries to fight the shotgun away from clay i mean she's unsuccessful mm-hmm. but you know she can't be also the warrior she's also woman like a, and the artist right. and the, she's you the, know. a third of the size of clayton yeah. like, like so, that's one of those things where it would be yeah. unbelievable if she was able to wrestle it out of his yeah arms. so she's not she's not kirakaka she's not a warrior woman she's a, no. a brainy artistic wonderful character but she still tries she still tries to be resourceful and helpful so she rushes the shotgun she swings it on a vine and knocks a guy away from a kala to open it so she gets saved but she also helps save tarzan from different things so she has the agency and the gumption i guess would be the word to do whatever she can even if she's not a physically strong character so i think that's also a great side to show in a female character too she's never helpless she's just in situations that she needs help with i guess of course of course yeah (laughs) the kiss too you have her really wanting to stay she goes off and cries which is completely justified because she's completely torn about what to do and then her dad says but you love him which is oh Hmm. great dad Great yeah. dad. And then he goes with her. He goes what with a her. supportive father. We love to see it. It's so good. And the, the least romantic jump off a boat ever with yes. the, the skirts floating. Up. It's just like, wow. That I kind of love the kiss when they, it was I that moment too. of her like, her, her. She tackles him. Choosing him. <laughs> yeah. She tackles He's him. He's so overwhelmed. <laughs> he doesn't know what's happening. Doesn't know what a kiss is. So she tackles no. him, kisses him, embarrassed. And then he's like, wait, what is this? And then kisses her and is like, can we try again? Yes. It was beautiful. <laughs> but yeah. So her also awkward jump off the boat with this billowing skirt straight up tackles him onto the ground after trying to give him a handshake, not even a hug to say goodbye, which is so British. Right. And so, oh, yes. <laughs> she was very much like, I am putting distance between 
between us. Yep. We will we will do this. He has no idea. Yeah. And then they have the wonderful sequence where she's a master surfer of the jungle as well. Yeah. And that kind of uh, yeah, rounds you out. see them grow together. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. It's beautiful. And then it was so successful that they had a television show, which you can't stream, which is really unfortunate. I only I found a couple on YouTube for The Legend of Tarzan, but it was in 2001 to 2003. And yeah, Disney's pretty much written it up. It's not. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I think it probably anywhere. hasn't been digitized yet. So they are like, I'm not going to pay it to digitize it or something like that. It's right. It doesn't make sense that it doesn't exist because it it's cute from the few that I watched. And that's where the yeah. Tarzan and Jane movie that you can stream comes yes. from. And that I thought was done way better mm-hmm. than things like Atlantis and mm-hmm. other ones because they made they made a through plot yeah which was fun you still had the typical like they backtracked on some of the character progression and like made things more exciting because it's tv show made it spicy mm-hmm. but that happens in everything but overall i think it was that was really way cute <laughs> better done it also yeah. called back to the rest of the novels it makes sense to have a tv show of something that had 24 25 adventures already right. that makes total sense yeah and i like that they they called it out at the beginning of the movie they do say these are based on the stories by mm-hmm. edgar rice burroughs yeah although the the downer of it is the quality was significantly lower yeah well, quality was pretty low to the point where some of the characters didn't look like themselves. I agree. And the voice actors um, didn't come back for it. None of the voice actors came back. It was back. so sad. Yeah. It, yeah it, that was tough. I'd be up for a reboot of a series with them. Oh, yeah. Because what I do think they did well in the Tarzan and Jane and the couple episodes of the series I found was they're really focusing on them continuing to learn about each other and figure out how to mix their two vastly different because they use the two worlds one family theme song Mm -hmm. and it just is about them they have her sing part of it yeah 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 yeah, they they really come together yeah so you you have these two people who love each other but are from vastly different worlds trying to figure out how to cohabitate and work and continue to learn about each other. And yeah. they do communicate. Even though he his English is still broken, they communicate with each other about their feelings a lot. Right. I, I love that they chose the story of it's been their year anniversary. That was so cute. Yeah, that's a good I love that line. that's the story they picked. Yeah, because it's about yeah, three it episodes-ish. So yep, yeah. it was three episodes. You have one episode where they meet her friends, which I was very cool. Episode. That was That was so fun because you got to see the difference between Jane and how she grew up. Mm-hmm. You got to see how, because they were pretty modern as well. Yeah. They were definitely more traditional, but mm-hmm. they were modern in that like three uppity women would mm-hmm. not have traveled to the forest. Like they clearly just love her. Yeah. But Jane is is their fourth pea in their pod yeah. and they love her and they, it's it's very much kind of like, okay, until next time when we visit again. Yep. We'll bring better shoes next time. Like kind of, uh, yeah. like that kind of idea. They still yeah. are not down for staying there. No. But you have those moments of her showing them like when she goes to the picnic spot they're not thrilled with walking through the forest she must be absolutely foolish for staying here outside of the hunky man yep right i love the moment at the end where jane goes to grab uh because because he's in danger yep uh he's fighting the two the panther stereotypical tv yeah. show now it's it's still two big cats two big cats but now, but now there's two of them yeah um that are of course named and tarzan's attacking them and trying to save the girls and, and the girls are to safety now and mm-hmm. And he's in trouble and Jane goes to swing down to help. And the friend goes, she she literally screams 
no, try this instead. Use like, this. it's not to stop her. It's yeah. like, use this find instead. It's, it's better. Bigger, yeah. Thicker. Go get them. Like, <laughs> so it's, you can see that yeah. this is the moment where the girls are like, ah, She's go get this. your man, yeah, girl. We it. see it. We well, see. And then she like, she goes in with no plan, which is always really no, funny. Pulls on the panther's tail. And I just wrote down like, what were you going to do next? Like, what was the actual plan? You Hope that Tarzan can do the rest. <laughs> you pull on his tail, distract the panther, and you do end up like they work together to get the panthers but it was that mm-hmm. moment of like she just goes in to try and do anything so that was really cute and you get to see the front you that one passes the Bechtel test they have multiple mm-hmm. conversations not just about Tarzan oh yeah about their life in the jungle and what she's doing and you get to learn that they used to throw great garden parties back at home so the whole mm-hmm. thing kind of rounds out characters in a fun way yeah and I do yeah. think they wrote it really well so I would have loved to have heard the original cast do it because I think it would have yeah. just been really fun. But I did think it was well done, which was I wasn't yeah. ready for. I was I was happily surprised. No, by especially that. after watching the Atlantis one. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this is another one of those compilations. It's going to be weird. But yeah. no, the, the through line was really beautiful. And it was really mm-hmm. it was really cool to watch them grow. There was some character building. Like I said, it did cut back on some like all oh, of yeah. a sudden he is a full ape again. Like yeah. 100% ape, which was kind of weird. And she was like less of a, a jungle lady. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, the, you know, they do that to make it a little spicy for the yeah. TV show. Yeah. Um, so that didn't bother me as much because mm-hmm. I was I, I could forgive it. But I really enjoyed how they strung it together. And that end montage mm-hmm. where that end party of them coming together and she's fully committed. She walks up to that door and goes, happy anniversary, Jane, as if that's yeah. all she's going to yeah. get. And she she wanted desperately to have this moment with Tarzan, mm-hmm. but doesn't want to him to feel bad. So like right, there's the inner right. conflict of like how my tradition is this, but he doesn't know this tradition. So and then for him to her to walk in that room and have it be both of them together. Yeah. Him with a suit on, but then they have all of the, the fruit and the fun and yeah. they have all the monkeys and everybody's there. Yeah. Like it's still very much his world combined with her world and them trying to build this life together, which is very great. That concept is awesome. It's really cool. And that's why I think I really enjoyed it in the the few episodes I saw of the series because it is them negotiating it. They love each other. That's never questioned. Tarzan kind of learns about what it is to be a little jealous, even though his instincts are right on. Oh, yeah. His instincts are right. But Uh, he doesn't know what jealousy is. Yeah. So he's confused about what his feelings are, which is is great. I I appreciated a big, strong man going through that kind of stuff. The overarching plot is that she it's their anniversary. She wants to do traditional things and they go through vignettes of things that have happened in the past. They have gone poorly to try and do stuff in the past year. Yeah. Which is the friends coming over. So throwing a party isn't right. And then the second one is getting her a diamond. And there's these diamond kind of thieve ruffian people who come and Tarzan mm-hmm. gets tricked by them and and Jane saves him in that one mm-hmm. which I thought was really cool and watching him try and lie to her was really funny because it hit me that oh he probably has never had to lie no <laughs> in, in his jungle time no, it, his family and every they're all so open yeah Turk does all the lying for him yes that's very true Turk is the one who goes I'm just kidding everything's fine yeah, yeah. yep <laughs> yep that was really cute and the second one that he's trying to do stuff for her strictly because it would make her happy. So like you see them trying to do stuff for each other and not change, but learn. Mm-mm. Furthering her agency where she meets that guy who 
you you find out later that there is a trading post, which this does harken back to the books. You learn over the course of the books of different peoples come and settle nearby mm-hmm. and things like that. Okay. So that loosely checks out. Mm-hmm. But she goes to this trading post to look for him. Mm-hmm. And this guy is like really inappropriate to her. Mm-hmm. And she's like, absolutely not. Yeah, not having it. Nope. Shut down. <laughs> yep. <laughs> which is great. She's very much a part of the saving, a part of the adventures. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, so this is another one of Disney's adventure movies because you had the fairy yes. tale movie. So this is Tarzan and all of the following are adventure movies. But the adventure is really started by Jane and her father. The adventure isn't necessarily Tarzan because he's just living his life. The adventure is actually the exploration that Jane and her father are on. So they're the catalyst of this movie. Tarzan's really Mm -hmm. interesting. But if they don't come... Oh, of course. If they don't come to start this... understanding that there are other humans, the story wouldn't happen. Which is very different than Mm -hmm. the original, Mm -hmm. which is very cool Mm -hmm. because it gives Jane much more importance and a bigger hand in this. Mm -hmm. In the books, he discovers his family's cabin. Oh, okay. And so he discovers the cabin and starts to learn to read through books and primary books and things there. So he's already started to learn about his past and his birth parents mm-hmm. and family okay. before Jane's even there. Like he can already read English. He just can't speak it having never heard it before. And they so did a good job does, it, with his language in this. Yes. I, it is a little bit of suspending disbelief how quickly it happens. Do we know? But that's how it is done in all past books and stories it's too. true. All the past it's movies. It's all done as him being a very, mm-hmm. very intelligent person mm-hmm. and very good at mimicry. So you can see cuts of opening scenes that are all very similar yeah. of Jane saying me, Jane, and him going me, Jane. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. He, I'm she, no, me, she. No. Like yeah. <laughs> that scene has been copy and pasted into all of the all the things, yeah. which which I think is a very endearing moment. Yeah. But yeah, you are suspending your disbelief that he catches on that quickly. And they did keep the Tarzan call that is a traditional Tarzan call. I did watch in the, the D23 Expo that they Disney wanted them to create their own version of the Tarzan yell. And they tried a couple oh, things because they wanted to get it. And they're like, no, we're just going to do the original Tarzan call, which I think is great because it does kind of put it in this world of Tarzan remakes and movies. <laughs> right. Right. No, it's Janice is such a good character and she is. She's complete. She has a good relationship with her father. I wish I knew more about mm-hmm. her mom. I feel like they Yeah, there's there's nothing really said yeah. about her mom in the in the movie at all. And yeah. Even my brief synopsis of the books, they didn't really go into it. Go what, into was that. her mom not part of the picture in the novels either? It was just her and her dad. Not that I could see. Well, her dad, I don't even know, like in the synopsis I could find, there was no okay. dad. Yeah. She was traveling with her soon-to-be fiance. Yeah. But it wasn't about Jane. At that yeah. point in the early on, she was very much that damsel in distress. Uh, yeah. On a, a final fun fact, yes. if you will. Yes, uh, final fun Jane fact. and Tarzan, the book, the Tarzan books were banned for what? a while. Yes. For lack of evidence that Tarzan and Jane were officially married before settling <gasps> down. Scandalous. Those <gasps> scandalous jungle there living was people. N- not enough evidence <laughs> that they were actually married before settling down. Wow. That's so... Not anything else. Not anything else. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Great. <laughs> oh. What? Ugh. That's... Mm. Of all the things, really, to have like the two people in love be like, oh. oh the time period, man. Banned. 
I don't know, this ape guy, Not no problem with him being an ape guy, just you didn't go to a church and get married. Oh, man. <laughs> Where are they going to get a preacher? And, well, I guess I'm... in the novel, she they were in America. So that's a little yeah. a little different than the Disney version. But uh, right. Yeah. That's... Still, D- Disney version. I think they nailed it. I, I think, think I really I really liked how they did it. And she's so, so. funny. And it's so fun mm-hmm. to see a, a comedic heroine who is not yeah. an idiot. Like she's not she's right. not evil because there's some sassy, fun heroines before oh, this. Yeah. And there are some like really cynical ones, which are great. But to just be kind and awkward, but extremely comedic. She's just great. Minnie Driver did yeah. so good with her. Mm-hmm. And it did become a Broadway musical that didn't really succeed. And I think it's because I think it's because it works the best as an animated yeah. feature. This was a fantastic uh, medium yeah have it in. because yeah you can a- the apes can f- actually have full expression you can have an intimate relationship and the way you can draw tarzan he yeah. just, his physicality is phenomenal in this movie mm-hmm. and glenn Keane just does i think it's one of his best is tarzan and a, a physical actor can't do it like it's not it's not that they aren't talented it's not their fault they just no, physically it's... can't have their hands it's like hard. you know uh, like they can't walk on their knuckles in Jack the same knuckles way up in prep for the yeah, show you just, it's just is it possible they made him right very ape-like and his i've been watching like his hand movements were mm-hmm. always kind of curled and were just yeah were just beautifully done and then the you pair it, this sweet kind of simple person with this intelligent cracker jack of <laughs> female character i just love it it was just it was such a good movie and it was beautiful the colors were just gorgeous in this film felt really bold and organic and i love that i love it that's a good that's a good pick it's one of i was very excited to rewatch this movie yeah thanks for for jumping along with us i think jane jane is outside of that pectal test which is really gonna gonna maybe bite her in the butt in the end but other than that i think she is a contender yeah she'll be a contender for maiden madness and uh it depends on what first round she gets up with because yeah the pectal test will be will be tough and we'll release our rubric so you can all follow along but yeah yeah fun thanks to everyone for joining us on uh this episode with jane porter we hope to have you hear us again <laughs> i was gonna say talk to you again but that doesn't make any sense <laughs> see you next time thank you so much for joining us for this episode of damsels and dialogue tune in next week as we tackle one of disney's biggest franchises involving two sisters and an icy secret join us for our final disney heroine deep dive of the season and learn more about arendelle's heirs anna and elsa if you enjoyed listening today we'd love to have you subscribe to this podcast leave a review on apple Podcasts, and share with friends if you really enjoyed our discussion you can find more behind the scenes content a peek at our research notes and even entire bonus episodes on patreon each month we release a full After Hours episode where we discuss the movies we cover in each episode unfiltered and unrestrained, along with behind-the-scenes extras and notes. You can reach us on social media. Links to all our platforms can be found in our bio. On those platforms, you will find information about our upcoming season finale special, Maiden Madness, where we randomly place over 30 Disney animated heroines in a March Madness-style tournament to discover who is the top Disney animated heroine. Brackets and more information will be released on our social media, so get your brackets filled out today and let us know who you think will emerge as champion. Until next time, this has been Damsels in Dialogue. Have a nice day. This podcast is sponsored by Royal Princess Parties, LLC, and is produced by Hello Out There Audio, part of Hello Out There Productions. 